When we are doing the will of our true self, we are inevitably doing the will of the universe. In magic, these are seen as indistinguishable. That every human soul is in fact one human soul. It is the soul of the universe itself. And as long as you are doing the will of the universe, then it is impossible to do anything wrong. My name is Revel Raz, and this is Prag Magic. In this podcast, we will journey through the investigation and application of metaphysical means to enhance and inspire what I consider to be the great unifying purpose of our short human existence, the creative process. And it's my intention to learn and reveal exercises that ex-hex those inner oppressive thought patterns as well as exorcising those lurking psychic vampires. So join me as I consort the unseen as means for getting the fuck out of creative stagnation. Stagnation that bewitches each and all of us, artists or not. The following episode, I present to you my conversation with Mr. Anthony Alvarado. He wrote the book on DIY magic, aptly titled DIY Magic. You can find that everywhere. He's also the host and podcaster of The Magic Hour, which if you're in the Portland area, you could hear on X-Ray FM. He's actually got a new book coming out, I believe, this summer. Uh, The title escapes me, but I will repost my interview with him on the Magic Hour and include all the pertinent links. I think he's tackling politics next. After that, I'm going to give you in full uh, We the Hallowed's first audio sigil. It's a creative 23-minute, 23-second compilation that was curated and stitched together by Mr. Johannes Pontes. You can find uh, the full track at wethehallowed.bandcamp.com. And no need to adjust your headset. You're going to hear it in all of its glory. From bands like Strange Chan, Spare Spells, Sexy Coyote, and some Gabin from some psychic weirdos. So slither hither, weirdos and witches. Here's my conversation with Mr. Anthony Alvarado. 
Of course. No, thank you for being here. I think uh, all the guests here tonight are making me look good. So, <laughs> so uh, trying to do this Gordon White thing, ask like, the same question to every guest. Sure, yeah. Uh, let's start with um, what was the spark that made you realize there was something beyond this corporal reality? I think that... I think that the thing that made me realize that there's something beyond this corporal reality wasn't, there was never a moment of realizing or waking up to that. I think that we're all born aware that this isn't it, this isn't all that there is, it, right. that there's more than the corporal reality, more than, you know, what we have here. You know that when you're five years old. You, you live in a realm of imagination. You live in a world that uh, dreams and emotions and the poetry, the magic of nature and of your own um, imagination and head all bleed together because you haven't learned the, the Descartesian the confines, confines yeah, yeah. of rhetoric and logic, which do... A lot. They're useful, you know. I I have a, a, a for iPhone. language and communication. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, technology has its place, but at some point, I think in our recent history, we've kind of become disconnected from what was our birthright, which is an awareness, an identity that is in balance with everything beyond just this i this, absolutely agree the spirits of the season the spirits of place right. of of the genius of loki and um the archetypal ideas these are all things that i think we as as human beings in every culture uh every every continent have had traditional ways of of communicating with and interfacing with, with non-corporal reality, and right. that's what we've lost touch with recently. Maybe we're like the, sublimating it with uh, the digital ether. Like, is that kind of? I think that's our... a yeah. I think that's um, that's really apt. And you know, when you sublimate something, when you try to repress something, it right. comes back all the stronger for it. And look where we've gotten. What helped Trump get elected? It's coming out more and more. Facebook, Russian trolls on. Not that I right. want to get into no, no, political I mean, discussion. We should. But that's a that's a great example of what happens right. when when a dumb magic when people are are disconnected from um, a more natural way of being. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I've always said that my relationship with mysticism, or especially an idea of God, was at its purest when I was first asking questions. Mm -hmm. You know. At I mean, five I or six. I had a really interesting experience recently right after the um, the uh, eclipse. I went out to uh, the eclipse festival in, in uh, Eastern you Oregon. You did the big one? Did a lot of, uh, yeah, LSD. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, <laughs> what what, what <laughs> I was one. talking about? And oh, No, no, the, the big and festival. It, so for me, a lot of times, LSD the, most, the, big the most interesting part, or one of the most interesting parts of... Uh, of taking psychedelics is the come down. It, it doesn't, it lasts for days as you kind of reintegrate into day to your normal daily life. Absolutely. And yeah. I was having the most fascinating dreams where I was recalling dreams that I'd had as a child when I was a toddler. And I re remember seeing 
I, I had this very amazing dream of this, there was like a scary toy, it, I'm a Latino background and there was like um, uh, a Mexican skull and it was on um, wheels. Like, like a, a toy sugar skull? Like, like a, a sugar skull, yeah. Things. And I remember having that dream when I was maybe like seven or eight and I had forgotten about it mm -hmm. for decades. And then to, to have that same dream again and realize, wow, I'm reconnecting with something from my childhood. You broke down a wall. Yeah. yeah. Or and as uh, Daniel Pinchbeck says, break open the head, right? So, yeah, I think yeah. I, actually I met Daniel Pinchbeck at that Did you? Uh, festival. That's yeah. amazing, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went up to him and I was just like, hey, man. He's like, you're rad. I'm, I'm like, on LSD. Yeah, I was like, shook his hand and then was like, that's all. And then yeah, totally. Left. That's all I can do. <laughs> I'm a writer Thanks. too. Hey, was, how are you? That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about the inspiration for DIY magic, which yeah. I grew up um, with thinkers and luminaries around. And uh, I've, I've read different, more kind of heady, less mm -hmm. like simplistic. Yeah. Manuals, so easy manuals to break, uh, you know, uh, creative constraints to get out of a writer's block or to inspire some, you know, creativity yeah. and art. But I don't think I've ever come across something just as beautifully whimsical and simple as this. So what what made you do it? It was uh, why did you do this to me? It was because I was working downtown at a mental health facility for I did that for several years yeah. in Chinatown which the, they're just tearing it down, I heard the other day. It's called the Royal Palm. Mm -hmm. And I was working there, just, you know, a, a grunt on the front lines, like serving people soup and cleaning up atrocities right. and, like, <laughs> putting out, like, literally, like, yeah. some days you'd go into work and people would be like, yeah, well, the, you know, water came through the ceiling because a guy lit the toilet on fire. And like, wow. how, what? You know, just crazy stuff that, would happen all the that's time. That's not how you get rid of excrement? <laughs> and... So in this, working with uh, the people that live there, a lot of people are, are having uh, schizophrenic episodes pretty frequently. And and Do you mind if I in, in helping them out and working with those people, um, it really made me start thinking about, well, what is it that makes their reality different from my reality? And what is it that makes my reality different or and or the same to like mm -hmm. the consensual common reality that we all, you know, we're, we're able to like, uh, you know, turn left and use a, sig uh, right. a car signal. Shared, and, agreed upon. You know, work, work through yeah. reality. Like, but these people aren't able to do that. Right. And That's just in, in thinking kind of philosophically about like, what is, what is madness? Mm -hmm. um, right, like the shamanistic idea. Yeah. Like the old, you know, shamans were probably would be in the same asylums right now, mm -hmm. so schizophrenics. And, it, you know? and connecting that to uh, to writing fiction and to making music and thinking about art as a sort of a controlled madness mm -hmm. because uh, I have a friend who's a writer who is like, this is the best job. I'm sorry. This, I'm is, the, sorry. this is the best job that, that you can have because you, you're just making up stories all day. You're just lying. You I know, agree. Yes, lies. yes. And, Thank um, you, yes. Totally, but it's you great. know, I think that art is a is a, a little taste of madness when done right, and so it w that was the the seed to start thinking about um, what became DIY magic, and the ideas behind DIY magic also were taking um, 
a lot of stuff that's maybe kind of more philosophical, more academic, and and there's often this kind of like dry, musty. Like before, you can practice magic. You, you must have pass to do. Yeah, the there's 32 no such levels. thing as a young occultist. You do, know? Not, yeah. do not masturbate for five years, right. and then you will see the. That's not magic. The sword of yeah. There's but there's just all these weird, um, like levels, and and I wanted to try right. to break all that down and say, well, what if you just kind of make it up as you go? I was gonna say that uh, the most I think elemental idea of magic would probably be. Uh, the creation of art. I think that's the most, you know, that's a manifestation. It's, you know, Absolutely. bringing thought into action. And so when I look at this, I mean, if people wanted to dig further into the aspects of this book, how do I put this? The, the points of it are deep, like throughout a lot of different practices, a lot of different the theological ideas of mysticism and whatnot. And there was one that stood out on me, and I think that really sings true to this, you know, Millennial nightmare. I think we're all existing in, and this is uh, neo ludditeism. Can uh -huh. you explain what that is? Uh, the basic idea of neo ludditeism is. Well, I've been like a bicyclist for. Oh, I'm sorry, luddites. As, you know, as, uh, as somebody who loves riding, riding a bike around, you know, I've, I've, that's always been my preferred means of getting downtown or getting across town. And when you ride your bike a lot, you realize this beats. The pants off driving around in a car and on so many levels it's better for the environment it's better for yourself it's better for if the more as portland has embraced by culture it's better for the city um, yeah better for the mind to be uncomfortable to a degree or to to work physically and yeah to get a little yeah. exercise and it's just one of these like okay we have the car the car's fancier and newer but that doesn't make it better no you know it'd probably no, be it even more preferable if we could all ride horses around you know, and yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, I so don't think there's uh, like there's something you know as uh, organic or tangible as a relationship with your transportation. Yeah, and and my problem with the modern world or the technology of the modern world on on one level is just because we have a new technology, we feel like we all have to use it. We all have to jump on board that. Yeah, exactly. And so Neil. The, the idea is to uh, just pause and say, well, wait, is it a good idea to have Twitter and Instagram and Facebook yeah, delete on your my Facebook phone? Kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Delete your Facebook on your telephone, and on it will save you a lot of time. Your telephone that is also your television. It's not really a telephone. It, it's it's, uh, it's, an, it's also it's your an addiction uh, machine. Yeah. It's a little. Your it's a slot machine. It's a it's a LCD slot machine. You push the button. Yeah. You like something, <laughs> and then you get bling bling bling. Yeah. And that's a, an addictive process. I'm loved. That's what makes people addicted to slot machines. It's yeah. not really about the money. It's just like triggering that little reward system in your brain that makes you think like, oh, I did something and I yeah. got rewarded for Tinder it. Tinder is a, a slot little, machine. The rat gets a, pe a pellet of sugar. Right. You know, that's is that what, just because... That's I'd... what the phone is. Yeah. So uh, neo-luditism is this idea of like, when you look at technology, whether it's a car, whether it's an airplane, whether it's your phone or an app, stop for a minute and think, just because I can, should I? Like, right. maybe, I, maybe I'd be better off... Um, not using this and like so one yeah it's, it's more organic yeah yeah i think and, i mean a lot I, of uh we we're so easily uh you know uh uh how do i put this uh absolved 
of of shit because we read something and we think and we post something and we think we did yeah. enough. Yeah. You know? And I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's uh posted a hashtag. Well, yeah. I'm an activist. Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Dumb magic. <laughs> yeah. Now people think I'm I care. No, but you know, I think that we need to question technology and I'm not saying that I mean, a, a real Luddite would be like, smash it with a hammer. Would be <laughs> There's the, something uh, to that, too. The ultimate um, hipster. You know, like a friend of mine, uh, Peter Bauer, he's uh, also goes by Urban Scout, and he's into this idea like, look, the fucking world's ending. Yeah. So get ready, y'all. Like, learn how to eat squirrels. Right. And learn how to like, surf Make glaciers. your own, yeah. like, bows and arrows and ba- baskets and learn stuff. Learn how to build tree houses. And yeah. that's, you know, that's pretty radical. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And but I, I think there is a big uh, uh, momentum here. I, in yeah, I also think you, if you kind of can introduce yourself to some of these ideas and find a balance, like riding a bicycle, I'd love to be riding a horse around Portland, but there's probably laws against it. Um, then you can, you're, you know, you can bring balance to your life. Right. And you can also bring balance to your life by unplugging from your fucking phone once in a while. Like uh, something that I try to do once a week I have a day and I, that I don't let myself use the internet. I try not to use my phone for anything except texting people like, hey, where, where you at? Um, but I just stay off, off social media and stay off the internet. I was going to ask you, day. like, uh, what are some of the daily rituals that you, I mean, not only to incite creativity, but to kind of just churn those psychic gears, you know? Uh, daily rituals? Sure, or, I, you know, something, I, I guess, yeah, something pretty than, elemental. Yeah. yeah, other than a daily ritual of doing some yoga in the morning and... Uh, it keeps being, coming back to yoga. Being addicted to coffee, mm-hmm. uh, large <laughs> amounts of coffee. I don't have daily rituals because, for me, a ritual is often something that I call upon when I need it. Like right. With, with tarot, I feel like if I started my morning every, every day with tarot, it would... It would kind of dampen the message a yep, little bit. I so I use it when I'm stuck. I'm like, I don't know how to, which direction to try to go with this. Right. Then I'll I'll do a tarot spread and and get new ideas. So I, yeah. I like to save my uh, rituals for um, when I really need them. I right. guess because it's also the psychological thing of you know if you if you put a lot into a ritual if it's magnanimous you're gonna remember it it's gonna be stuck in your the forefront of your brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the eclipse. I did one there that I'm still reeling from. Or even psychedelics, you know? like you know, there's a point where you could be like, "Wow, magic mushrooms are cool. I'm gonna yeah. eat them every single day." To and to then talk real quick you know. about like uh, uh, my experience with psychedelics. I, I go, I go. I'm an extreme kind of person. So mm-hmm. when I had the ability to do a lot of psychedelics, I did them. No matter you, how you don't well still have the ability to do a lot of psychedelics, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm broken. <laughs> but uh, I started getting addicted to coming down and to realizing mm. this shared reality isn't a fucking nightmare <laughs> comparatively to you know the depths of my my shit. So uh-huh. I think like when you know you're doing stuff, you're having to deal with uh, every day, especially just the motivation of creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I hope everyone is creative in some aspects. And uh, this book really is just a, f- a beautiful manual. And I can't believe that you're like Thank in you. proximity to me. Oh, you on. know, like, this is what's great about Portland. Um, let's talk about the next one, the, the next, next book. The next book. Well, I don't want to talk too much about the next book 
yet because it's not coming out for a while. It's coming out in spring. It's called DIY Resistance. And it's basically Hell yeah. a, a fuck you letter to Trump. It's ways that people can take action against the tyranny of um, of evil, really. Just a terrible, awful administration that's doing a lot of damage in, across every, every, every front to, yeah. um, you know, we're dealing with new levels of racism, misogyny, sexism, damage to the environment. Um, we might go to war and like get into a nuclear war. Like it's just insane what's going on. So that's what I'm working on right now um, as far as writing. Um, but as you know, that's, it's very different than DIY magic in well, some ways, know. but it's also like, yeah, I, I think that um, this a, isn't a just book like call your congressman. This is, it's, it's that. And, and right. more. It's, but yeah, like I think communal. that a, a writing a book, uh, what is writing? Writing is like mental telepathy. When you read a book, you can or read vomit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can edit it. To I make will, it a little you more. Know, we're different, but but yeah, it's, good. It, it's an attempt. I think it's a. It can be a very magical thing. You're attempting to rewire the way people think right. and get in, into the head of like the zeitgeist a little bit. Yeah. Um, Collective conscious kind of. Another thing. thing that I'm working on right now, actually, I just recorded uh, recently this thing that I'm calling psychedelic affirmations and it's a lot of fun. It's uh, uh, kind of a spoken word like Gil Scott Heron. Really? Um, yeah. Imagine, imagine like you're listening. The revolution to, will be DIY. Yeah. Ima- imagine that you're listening to like a guided, like yoga Nidra type thing and it's telling you to relax and then it just gets like really fucking weird yeah. and all of a sudden like you're tripping balls beat like, the shit out of your inner child I'm trying 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 to make a sort of like a, a, a audio acoustic psychedelic <laughs> brilliant yeah yeah trying and to go go the uh the nuggets version of the uh uh who is it the big lebowski uh, jeff bridges kind of meditation tape yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly That's awesome, yeah. with with music i so i recorded uh, uh the first version of that uh last week with a bunch of friends and uh at first they didn't get it you know but i was like okay Story I'm gonna, of my life. like play through the like do the different like we had like a guy on banjo with like all these loops and like um some synthesizers you're, and you're conducting you're just yeah it was like okay now get now you build up here and so it's audio man it's a lot of fun and it's uh, yeah it's audio mancy yeah um i'm hoping to put that on once I'd like to do maybe like a three-part thing with that and, and do some shows with it. Um, I want to do a, a show with that at Spaceness, which is a cool mm-hmm. thing that happens on the coast at the Southwester. Um, I think in the spring. And who knows? Maybe here at the Waypost. So. I mean, this is the... Uh, if you need any help, I'm sure yeah. the lot of us would hey, love to I be a part of Hey, I need a drummer. My drummer just quit. So. Call me in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. I got you. <laughs> oh, Anthony... Thank you so much, man. You're you're such a light in uh, in my journey. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone. Anthony Alvarado. Oh wait, sorry. Sit down. I'm really bad at this. Uh, We talked last time. I think I was on your podcast, and we talked about Austin Osmond Spare and sigilism. And so I I got you a book, and it's the writings of Austin Osmond Spare, um, and it's. It's out there, man. I think it. If you if have to jerk off a lot, right? I think there's a lot of jerk. There's a lot of jerking off, but into nothing. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but also, uh, yeah, it's it's just beautiful writing. Talks about the neither neither, which I consider the collective unconscious to an degree. And I, I thought like, uh, as a scholar, maybe uh, I could give you something you haven't read before. I, I haven't, I haven't read this legally. Oh, well, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's <laughs> I think I think it's a Canadian pressing, so cool. hide hey, it. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you, man. Appreciate it so much. This here Pragmagic Podcast was brought to you by Portland, Oregon's Open Source Art Religion and Pragmagic Art Collective, We the Hallowed. For more information, please visit wethehallowed.org or support these fine, pious individuals at patreon.com slash wethehallowed. Remember, that's hallowed like saintly. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-D. Thank you. And hold on. Oh, and all that you have just heard. Leave the burnt city and go searching for buried treasure. And in their search for buried treasure, you can across the pirates. Head of the pirates is Pussy, King of the Pirates. And what I'm going to tell you now is just just part of the story, beginning of the story of how she became a pirate. Childhood ended when Pussy learned that she was pregnant. She met her gynecologist for the first time on the day of the abortion. Since he was sporting a ponytail, she decided that he must have once been heavy. She was high on the pills that they had fed her. The doctor and Pussy blabbed for an unknown amount of time about the nature of the poetry, and then Pussy asked when her abortion was going to begin. The hippie answered that it would soon be over. She felt a twinge, which was almost painful. The abortion was so Just before the end of this world, Pussy had the Photos show you the right inside. 
at sea. As night hath stars, more rare than ships in ocean, they high warm, hard for hunger. Yes, sir. As night hath from at sea. As night hath stars, more, 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 more rare than ships in ocean, and this vision of I roar, more rare I roar, more rare I roar, more rare I roar, hard for hunger. Yes, at sea. As night hath stars, more rare than ships in ocean, faith from here, to a mission of I roam. Hard to have stars, more rare than hearts for Yes, at sea. As night hath stars, hearts for hunger. Yes, at sea. As night hath stars, hearts for hunger. Of her lips, Yes, at sea. As night hath stars, hearts for hunger. Yes, at sea. As night hath stars, at sea. Yes, at sea. Yes, at sea. At sea. Breathe him for man. At sea. As night hath stars, more rare than ships in ocean, faith from pole to pole, so all the wonder of her lips in her innavigable soul. Such light she gives as guide my bark, but I am a swallowed in the swell of her heart's ocean, sagely dark, that holds my heaven and holds my hell. In her I live a most minute dancing moment in the sun. In her I die a sterile shoot of night shade in oblivion. In her myself dissolve a grain of salt cast careless in the sea. My passion purifies my pain to peace on man. Love of my life, God grant the years confirm the chrism and rose man. Anointing man, a spurging tear in the sanctifying solitude. Man is so infinitely small in all these stars. Determine a man.
What kind of crazy creature solves the problems with a gun?
thanks again to Mr. Anthony Alvarado. I will make sure to let everybody know the title of his upcoming political book. I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Um, and yeah, thank you for checking out uh, the continuous 23-minute, 23-second experimental audio sigil that uh, was curated by Johannes Pontes and full of We the Hallowed associated acts. For more information, visit wethehallowed.org. Um, and you can find that audio sigil at wethehallowed.bandcamp.com. Thank you to Johannes Pontes for slaving away and getting that 23-23 cornered. I mean, it's, it's quite brilliant. And please, investigate We the Hallowed. It's the little art collective that could and does and will, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Um, what started as a fever dream has now turned into this, you know, brilliant circus of disparate individual artists uh, connecting, supporting, pushing, and experimenting with um, the weird. Uh, visit us at wethehallowed.org. This is the part where I tell you to go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wethehallowed, where you can sign up, subscribe for as little as a dollar a month to get this podcast, future episodes before they're released publicly, Q&A sessions with guests, uh, zines, compilations, and individual members' works of art, as well as their records. And please, by all means, investigate and support this collective. But more importantly, if you fancy yourself a serious student and pray teller of the confluence between metaphysics and art, well then get at me. Pragmagic at gmail.com And hell, maybe you'll get on the podcast to spin your yarn, tell your trick, or... Publish an article at pragmagic.com. Or hell, we might just even become friends. <laughs>